0: welcome to the out of bounds sports podcast come with us out of bounds as we discuss and debate the latest topics in the world of sports we have a great show ahead so let's get to it
1: welcome to the out of bounds sports podcast i'm your host Corey harrison this podcast is the full show for today's episode we have a great show lined up thank you for listening
2: to the NBA where teams are expecting the league office to provide guidance right around the first of June that will allow franchises to start recalling their players who've left their cities in a first step towards a formal ramp up in hopes of resuming the season. So here's sort of what it looks like. Teams expect the NBA to issue guidelines around the same time for how to handle recalling their players. They expect that larger workout groups will be allowed in these guidelines as a three step process. For the recall, those steps being an initial two-week recall, a quarantine period, then individual sessions, and eventually a formal training camp before a potential return to play before the end of July. Jared Dudley was on a podcast, and he had these thoughts on what it'll look like if they're able to come back and play. I think that people are getting a misconception. It's not, it's going to be a bubble in the, in a in sense of, hey, here's going to be your your hotel where you stay at, here's going to be the gym where you play at, but you will be allowed to leave. Michelle Roberts have said it. And even Adam Silver on the conference call. Now, just because you leave, you know, like, if we're going to give you that leeway, if you come back with Corona, you can't play. So we're going to be tested all the time. And so it would be smart of teams. So like Braun, AD, and all the top guys that we have, we'll be wrapping them in bubble and not letting them go anywhere. Let's just be honest. They can't leave. And so, um, and, and you would want that to be a team rule. It's all so fascinating what they're trying to get done here and here's Woj with us Uh, Woj what are you hearing about this and 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 the idea if they're already putting these plans into place it feels to me like a good sign as we sort of work towards trying to get the season picked up what are you hearing about how they're going about doing it.
0: Uh, Yeah Greeny listen barring something unforeseen at this point the NBA and its teams expect they're going to return this season and play And, and the first step of that process is going to be uh, around June 1st, give or take some time, the league telling teams, recall your players uh, into your cities, quarantine them, and then let's get moving on the individual workouts and eventually ramping up to uh, essentially a second training camp. And then teams uh, from that point would be off to those campus slash bubble environments if there's one or two of them
2: Uh, And then the season would resume. So we're talking about at some point in the next couple of weeks, these decisions getting made and the action starting to go into place. And then we get to the fun part, which is if they do come back and play, what will they do? What conversations are they having about what the rest of the season and the playoffs might look like? Well, that's
0: a conversation ongoing between the league office and the players association about what's the format going to be regular season games. Are they going to bring all 30 teams back? Are they going to have a play-in tournament for the final couple uh, seeds in the Eastern and Western Conference? Um, All of that's got to be collectively bargained between the players and the league. Adam Silver wants to have seven-game series in the playoffs. He doesn't want to have shortened series early on. Uh, He wants to try to legitimize the champion as much as he can. I think the biggest... uh, conversation going on among players and teams are how many teams are going to have an opportunity to jump into the playoffs, into those 16 teams. What would a potential play-in tournament look like? Because, Greeny, they've got to incentivize teams to come back, to play their key players, uh, to be motivated, and to get fans' interest in this. And that could be at the cost of teams like Memphis and Dallas and Orlando You know seven eight seeds you know who have you know have a pretty good distance between them and the rest of uh, 910 and on in the in the uh, conference seedings
2: and they've outplayed those teams significantly but might have to still play more to get into the postseason. Boy I I mean with all the things we've talked about that is an argument I'd love to have. I would so much rather be arguing over whether that's fair and that's reasonable than all the rest is. Let's hope that that's what we wind up getting soon. Thank you for watching ESPN on YouTube. For live streaming sports and premium content, subscribe to ESPN Plus.
1: You love me because I'm Kobe. Because I'm a five-time champion. Because I'm one of the greatest to step on the court. But you shouldn't. You should hate me. Hate me. Hate me. Because I demanded greatness. And greatness demands everything. Love me. When you become greater baby jonathan from the big baby jonathan sports podcast how you doing man
3: doing good corey thanks for having me on i love this channel i'm glad to be on again
1: right, i'm glad to um have you back on man i just wanted, wanted to get into this uh this potential restart to the season um i've been following you on uh twitter i've been following you on uh, all your social media and you've been updating everybody on this potential restart what does this mean
3: Closer and closer, man. We're going to, I bet you, in next week, or I have a feeling, don't be surprised by it, tomorrow or Monday, or actually Tuesday, because it's Memorial Day, I think, right? What is it? Let me see. Isn't it Memorial Day on the 25th? This, yeah, Monday. Yeah, Monday. So after that, I have a feeling Adam Silver is going to come out and announce it because every day it's news about it. You know, it's every day it's starting to get closer and closer. LeBron practices with his teammates today, you know, in the undisclosed location. So, they, they want this ring. Lakers want it, and us fans want it, and then, um, LeBron's hungry for it.
1: Now, we've had, like, several extensive conversations on your podcast, my mm-hmm. podcast, and what this season is going to potentially mean for the Lakers uh, going into this season. Um, so give me your thoughts on your expectations on since we're now ramping up, we know we got dates now. We have players in their building practicing. So what does this mean for you as a Laker fan, and what does this um, this this championship would mean to the city of L.A.?
3: This this championship, the city of L.A. would be amazing. Last six years have been downhill. The owner of Jeannie Buss has went through a lot, passing of her uh, father, then Kobe, and then you know the bad thing with Mike Johnson, him stepping down. So Lakers organization had it rough the last couple of years, man. Like they do, you know the Lakers need the title just to. Be happy, you know, just to reminisce all Lakers won the title. Hell yeah, let's go. I'm excited, you know. I want the Lakers to win the championship for Kobe, but also for the city of Los Angeles. We need something, man. We need number 17, you know. We haven't won since 2010, and and, uh, I want to get another ring, man.
1: I I definitely agree with you on that. You know, we've been chasing the the Boston Celtics um, all this time, and we haven't even, you know, got back into the playoffs since 2013. Mm -hmm. Um, This is – you know, for a story franchise such as the Lakers, um, known for making the playoffs, um, winning championships, this has been a decline. This is it's it's not been this bad before. You know, we are sitting here talking about you know trying to get into the playoffs. That should have been like we should have already stamped the ticket to the playoffs. Um, you know, seasons ago, and then after Kobe retired, we kind of like um, didn't know what our direction was. Then we got LeBron. So now, you know, we're we're finally back on that track. So, for for a fan, like, what do you think about those dark years where we wasn't making playoffs and we was getting exited before the even playoffs even started? So, like, how did you feel about um, us now finally returning back to the playoffs and I guess taking me to some of that time? How you felt about when we wasn't making the playoffs?
3: Um, be- before we, when we struggled, it was it was terrible. It was frustrating watching, but I had faith. I kept preaching. Be patient with this Laker front office. Be patient. Be patient. We'll eventually turn around. A lot of teams go through rebuild modes. You know what I mean? But here's the thing. Everybody's talking about you can't build through the draft. But wasn't Kobe? Um, The draft pick from Lakers via trade, the Lakers did develop a player. There's a lot of people, Laker fans, oh, we can't develop players. We got to ship them out. But Kobe was drafted. Lakers developed him into one of the greatest Lakers of all time. So I was hearing a little bit about what Jeannie Bus was talking on the podcast with the john joe beck you know it was a good podcast i'll send you guys a link you guys go listen to it you know she's talking something about like that on the podcast today
1: yeah um yeah i I kind of follow your page and you have a lot of interesting comments um topics um i love you know the what you're doing with your page is great um Mm -hmm. keeping everyone updated on the season you know, I'm looking at my phone and, and I'm, I'm I'm not even looking at the, the media outlets. I'm looking at what you're saying about the um, the season restarting. And, you know, I think it's great that you keep everybody engaged and keep everybody excited about the season
3: starting. Yeah, I got to, man, because you, you work in there, all my friends working in the group chat. So might as well just one on the break. They could take a look. Oh, Jonathan sent me this. OK, cool. You know. Yeah.
1: You know I, mean? I work I work at a gym so they they um they have the um the TVs on and I'm looking at the um the potential restart and I said, Man, it's, it's ramping up and then i seen a date. Um I, th- I did see something like sometime in July, um and then I had yeah. asked you about um you know how how is this gonna work out. And then you sent me another link and you said it was just going to go seventy. That was going to cut the season short to seventy games. So that's that puts them back. They have already played sixty-five. So that's only five more regular season games to kind of tune them up to get to the playoffs. If this yeah makes sense.
3: Though? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it makes sense to do that, man. You know, because if they go straight into the playoffs and then what if? Okay, let's say we go to the playoffs and then we struggle against the eight seed and lose and get bounced. If we had, if let's say if that did happen. Our excuse would be, oh, we should have played a couple of regular season games instead of jumping to the playoffs. We gotta get that momentum. We gotta get that, you know. I don't work I don't know, I don't work out or anything. So these players gotta get and stay in shape, you know. What I mean? Because if we come into playoffs just right from the bat, I'm kinda of scared, you know, as a fan because what well, if we have a bad playoffs because of this long rest, you know?
1: Yeah, um I do I do agree with you on that and I do wanna address one comment. This is my son. If you can see this comment that's coming through there, uh, it would be cool if the Lakers win, but we know Milwaukee gonna win. What do you think about the Bucks? Like he's a big Buck fan. He loves Giannis. Um and just tell him what we did to Giannis and them Bucks uh before the season uh abruptly
3: stopped. Yeah, well we beat the Bucks. Um LeBron Beat on the Kumpo. He guarded him. He did his thing. But Milwaukee's a talented team, you know. But here's the thing about Milwaukee if you dope team Kumpo, let him pass out to George Hill. Let him pass out to Brook Lopez. Okay, let him shoot, you know. Let him, sh- you know, let him shoot. If they miss, if they make it, good job, you know. Try to let the others beat you, you know. That's what, that's what the Lakers did in that second game. Because that first yeah. game, we, we were struggling. We got blown out, but we all came. Roaring back, and that's when Kumpo grabbed the king and was like, like that.
1: No, oh, yeah, you know? the, yeah, I remember that when uh Kyle Kuzma uh, uh, gave, gave Lebron the king had like, like, yeah, he, we, we're back, man. It that's a, really ignited us.
3: Yeah, because the first time Kumpo did it to the crowd, and then Kuzma like, okay, we're taking it back to Lebron.
1: Right, right, right. So how do you? Um, I guess who is the biggest threat in your opinion? Is there is there anybody? that you're concerned about. Um, I know that we want this to happen. We want the, the Lakers to win the championship, but who um, keeps you up, you know, as as far as, like, thinking, like, man, I don't know, you know, we might not be able to get over the hump. I know as a fan, we want to make you know, say that they're going to win. They're going to win. But who, you know, gives you, um, you know, trembles about the season and the playoffs and the championship?
3: The only thing I think of, and I got to keep it real like I always do, I'm going to say – I'm keep it real. I'm saying Clippers. I'm gonna tell you why Clippers got Kawhi, Paul George. They got a deep bench. You know, what I mean, that's the team that if we want to get to the championship, we gotta play them. You know we gotta get to yeah. when we get. And I'm not scared of Clippers, but that's the team that okay, if they're feeling it from three, their bench is going. It's gonna be tough. But I like the challenge. You know, just like the greats do. You know, we'll we'll, be, we'll take the Clippers, ain't scared. You know, so that's the team that worries me just a little bit, but not too much. So when that team was assembled and i want
1: to go back and like all the way back when we when they uh, actually got rid of um, um, deandre jordan uh chris paul uh, blake griffin i think blake griffin was the last one that they actually got rid of so they seemed like they was going into this rebuild mode mm-hmm. so to speak and then they went into the playoffs and they had just traded off tobias harris mm-hmm. and i was like man what is um the clippers doing and the writing was on the wall they have a, a solid playoff team they had gotten <clears throat> to the playoffs i think they had got to the 8th seed
3: mm-hmm. got
1: got uh got and played the, they played the warriors and they took two games off of a full strength warriors team and so we already know that they're you know a grit and grind team they mm-hmm. they they are uh, phenomenal defensively they will coach they have a, a outstanding front office but how do you feel like how they went about doing this and getting to the point where they can potentially challenge us um in LA.
3: Um to be honest man it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting playoffs with the Clippers and Lakers. You know Patrick Bailey's on the Clippers they got a talent they got a talented roster we can't deny that but for me their defense everybody's saying they got the two best wing defenders they Kawhi and Paul George but their defense is not as good as them it seems they give up hundred and forty two points against Memphis. You know there's times where they give up like 130, 115. It's like ESPN doesn't talk about that, but when we give up that much points, oh, Le- LeBron doesn't know how to play defense. Lakers defense is not good. What I'm saying is, ESPN just likes to throw shade on us, but they're scared to do it to the Clippers. That's one, one thing I can't stand about ESPN. They like to uh, favor teams and stuff. You know, they don't keep it real.
1: Yeah, and that's that's what I don't like about it. You know, the media controls the narrative, mm-hmm. but you know, as fans, we know the the, the real deal. I, I feel like. Um, mm-hmm the Lakers have the edge because I don't think nobody in the league has an answer for Anthony Davis. If he's clicking on all cylinders, that's our weapon right there. Mm-hmm. Like we have a, 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 a secret weapon. We have a bomb that can go off at any minute and uh-huh. go get you 40 points, 20 mm-hmm. rebounds, mm-hmm. be disruptive on defense. But we've talked about this before. He's, he's out of position.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, we, we have to get him to get down there and, and, and bang with those centers
3: yeah, I totally agree, man. A D needs to get in the post, go to work. You see it when against clippers, like dunking behind his head, blocking shots, running the floor. Even his pull-up jumper. When he's when he's focused, his pull-up jumper is unguardable.
1: Yeah. His pull-up absolutely. jumper.
3: Back to the basket, pick and roll him and LeBron. You know, shooting threes is cool at times, but getting the post, go to work. And everybody's saying, Oh, Montreal is physical with Anthony Davis. Oh, Anthony Davis is off. There's times where Anthony Davis plays physical, block shots, gets into the people. When he has that mindset. This Laker team's the best team in the league, and we're going to win the championship once the season comes back.
1: We were robbed, man. Like, like a lot of teams start picking up momentum towards the end of the season. And just think, like, right now, we're in May. This would have been, like, we've been right in playoff mode right now. Yeah. Um, I think the pretty much the start of the playoffs, right? Like, our, no, it'll be like, Western
3: Conference Finals.
1: Western, okay, yeah, yeah, Western Conference Finals. Because they started the playoffs in April. Correct? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so um, – this would have you know, been our prime time. We would we would have been showing the world of what we are capable of doing with this team. And mm-hmm. we was kinda already, you know, had the momentum going out of the season, um, clicking like we did and, you know, beating those two uh teams and I felt really good about our chances and then, you know, corona hits and and we're, you know, stuck and trying to figure out, like, if we're going to be able to pick back up where we left off because that's a lot of missing bas- lot of missed basketball, man. Like, it's a lot of, um, you know, them sitting at home not really knowing what they're doing. I'm seeing guys on Fortnite. I'm like, are they really training? Like, what are they doing um, as far as, like, preparing? Because it's not over. They have not definitively said that this season is done. Mm -mm. And I'm just hoping and praying that, you know, guys stayed in shape and actually, you know, you know, try to, you know, maintain some kind of chemistry when they get back, um, you know, whenever they get back.
3: Yeah, for me, man, um, I just saw a tweet from uh, Sam Amico. He just said uh, LeBron James has been leading private workouts with Laker teammates. So that's letting me know LeBron, LeBron wants to win a ring. He's "Okay, we'll go somewhere private. Let's go get to work. Let's go get it. You know, and, and then that's telling me that he wants to swing and he's not messing around. He wants to win. He want, He's getting the mindset back, you know. I know sometimes he drinks the wine and goes on Instagram just fine during quarantine. But now he flipped the switch and he, now he's starting to get the team like how he did in Vegas. Remember how he did that in Vegas before the season started? Absolutely. So, so he's doing that again and said, okay, since we did it in Vegas, let's try it again at an undisclosed location. You know, let's run it, you know. And and then he said something about the Clippers are doing the same thing. Kawhi is doing it. Paul George is doing it. So it's just teams are starting to come back. But June 1st, people, players that are out of town, like Dwight Howard, have to come back and tr- and start getting ramped up for season resumption.
1: So give me a prediction. I'm going to hold your feet to the fire. Give mm-hmm. me a prediction. How do we get to the championship and how does it play out?
3: Uh, you talking about playoff wise?
1: Yeah. How do how do we get to to where we need to get to? Who we, who are we gonna have to go through? Um, and who's coming out of the Eastern Conference?
3: I say Milwaukee because I until somebody stops Kumpo, it's gonna be Milwaukee. But for me, the Lakers are gonna play Memphis first round, second round probably Houston, and then get to the West Conference Finals. Play the Clippers, beat them, and then play Milwaukee in the finals and beat the Milwaukee Bucks in in six.
1: Six games, so so you think that we'll be able to get it done in six? Mm-hmm. So that means we will have to clinch in in Milwaukee.
3: It is what it is, you know. If we win in Milwaukee, I'm I'm with it, you know. Any anywhere we win, you know. Anywhere, but speaking of Milwaukee, uh, the owner of the Bucks said that uh he uh, he's hearing that NBA might have Orlando, East, Vegas, West, and I agree with that, you know. Don't put everybody in Orlando. Just put like how t- the tournaments like the like the NCAA play in one stadium for a whole week, little playoffs, Western Conference, and then whoever wins out of the West meet up in Vegas. You know, let's say Lakers, and let's say for some odd reason, the Celtics get past Milwaukee. Lakers Celtics part two, it'd be crazy. <laughs> if we played that, that'd be crazy. Play the Celtics, tie them up in that would, LA, though, that'd be lit. I would definitely
1: love to see that, but I don't feel like Boston is gonna make it. I don't. Yeah, I know,
3: like. I know, I know. But hey, that's the other thing too. All these, pe- all the teams. But I don't know. What, Lakers are gonna be in the run for the title. Clippers are Milwaukee, and that's maybe. Yeah, that's about it. You know, but there's maybe a team that has a momentum like Houston that gets to the West Conference Finals. You know, you never know. So we gotta be prepared for anything.
1: So Laker E-Rod says that the Lakers uh, will beat the Clippers in seven. Do you agree with that?
3: I agree because it's going to be a battle. It's going to be, be tough. A, it's going to be tough, but hey, that's what great teams do. They like to, they like to battle. You know, the 2010 championship was hard. Like as a fan, it was tough going through the playoffs. You know, but Game Seven of that series in 2010 was the most stressed I've ever been in my life yeah. when it comes to watching a sport game. Soon as we came back and won, popped up in sh- champagne and celebrated. Talk so about the ashes. So take us back to that that time, like the feeling,
1: the feeling of finally beating the Boston Celtics because they beat us in two thousand eight. So do you feel like it was like a sense of like a, a, a redemption type deal?
3: Yes, and here's a cra- here's a funny thing. There's a Celtic fan right around the corner for me when I used to live in Sacramento. He was talking all game, like coming over at halftime, talking, just just talking, just talking, disrespectful, you know just held back while I was quiet. I was like, watch When we come back and we win, I'm gonna go to his house, have my Laker flag, you know, and that's what happened. You know, unfortunately I lost that Laker flag, but I'm about to get another one soon. What kind of flag was it? It was like the, just the yellow ones. It's like the big yellow ones where you can like hold it, and hold it. Oh, and okay. I was running down the street with it. I was, I was going crazy, you know, <laughs> but that feeling, man, as soon as like Lamar Odom threw it up, I just started running running going crazy i ran around my whole neighborhood to the park and ran back and people were saying be quiet making a bunch of noise i don't care like i had uh i had
1: uh clipper daryl um yeah you know, a few weeks back mm-hmm. and he and he said he did the same thing when they found that they got Kawhi leonard he said he went to the staples centers and ran up there and just started you know yelling and screaming it was <laughs> I, like i would love to have seen it
3: yeah clipper daryl man he He's a good dude, but his Clippers down. <laughs> but yeah, man, I want, like, I see a question from Lucky Erod. Yeah, yeah dude. what do you think about I, that? I agree, because Bonham was playing at the highest level that year before he got injured. It was against Memphis. He got injured twice against Memphis. I remember yeah. that. First was in LA, and then second was in Memphis. But Andrew Bonham was playing at the highest level, man. I feel like if he didn't play, or if he played and didn't get injured, we would have won the championship. Three people would be. Right there, but everybody's saying if Kendrick Perkins would have played in Game Seven, a lot of Celtics fans. Oh, Kendrick Perkins would have played in Game Seven; they would have won. No, they. No, Kendrick, absolutely not. No, Kendrick Perkins is not even, He's he's talented, gets rebounds, plays physical, but he ain't no twenty-five and fifteen type of player.
1: No, no, so, not at all.
3: So it's just crazy how they think that, you know.
1: But just to talk
3: about Andrew Bynum, he the one screwed us out of the Dallas out of Dallas series when we could have three peated. Remember the yeah. Mavericks. Yeah, but uh, I remember that game. Dirk was just on a, a crazy level. But I remember that that when they threw it to Kobe, as soon as Kobe pulled up, I was like, like I knew it was off right when he released it. We got swept. Yeah, it was game one when we lost, and just that Dallas was on. The, Dallas was just filling Dirk every time Dirk was shooting three, it was going nothing but net. Jason Kidd making big time plays. It was just it was just you that your butt that bottom elbow to Bray was. I feel like that, that was end classless. And, yeah, I, I, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> but ever since then, it, it's been playoff wise. We haven't been to the playoffs, but the only time we got to playoffs is when Kobe tore his Achilles and said, I'm going to do everything in my power to get to the playoffs. He tore his Achilles to go ahead. Lakers going. I'll just be yeah, out, you know? And that was the same year Kobe followed me on Twitter, man. Like, that was all that year was crazy. The Dwight, Powell, Ron, all that, you know?
1: Uh, now he's saying Dirk's the goat. No, no. I mean, it just seemed like he just—they just that team just caught fire at the right time. I mean, they—they—I mean, they—they they had the oldest team in the NBA at the time, I believe. Like everybody was super old, and I think I remember in Miami. Uh, Miami was kind of making fun of Dirk because he
3: was uh, not feeling well or something like oh, yeah, that. Yeah, I saw that he's Lebron's kind. Yeah, yeah. Me. I saw that. Yeah, Dirk saw it. And I was like, okay. I'm gonna turn up in the playoffs. You know.
1: Man, like it, it was a crazy series. I, I mean, I have to give it to them. I mean, I I hate like as much as I hate to say this, that was a magical season for the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah. Like by none, like like that was a that was a that was their year. They ain't gonna never win nothing
3: else, but yeah. they <laughs> but they got that that year. How far away from Dallas? Not far at all. What was the vibe like in that year when the, that championship run?
1: Crazy, and I had to like literally like because I'm a Laker fan. Oh, yeah. everybody like hit me up because I thought the Lakers were going to three-peat. I thought like, that I, too, but. Just... I, thought, I thought for sure, you know, we, we had beat Orlando, beat Boston. You know, surely we're not going to get stopped by the Mavericks. I thought, I looked at the Mavericks and said, they're done. We're going to sweep them. Then they beat us the first game. Then they yeah. blew us. Then they then they was blowing us out. These That last final game, I yeah. think they beat us like almost by 40 points.
3: Yeah, I remember that. You
1: remember, remember. that?
3: Yeah. I was like, wow. Like I never saw that coming. No, it's it's crazy, you know. But I wonder if we would have met up with Miami that year in the finals. I wonder if who would have won the Lakers and like fully healthy Lakers, fully healthy Miami Heat game seven for the title. I feel like that Laker team would have taken Miami to the brink.
1: Oh, we got robbed so many times. We should have seen um, LeBron and Kobe. He, we should have seen LeBron uh, play Kobe when he was in Cleveland.
3: Yeah, you know I totally I mean? agree. Yeah, that's when uh, LeBron didn't have help when yet. He no, he didn't have that much help. Is when the what? LeBron when LeBron walked off the court in Orlando. It
1: was, the, it was the Orlando year, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. But he did shoot that game winner the first, you know, against Orlando. And then I feel like Dwight, Dwight was just on a mission. But craziest thing was, um, I wanted I said if Cleveland doesn't beat Orlando, I want us to face Orlando. So yeah, they are. They weren't. They. I don't think they were a finals team to be honest. So, like, so do you honest, think
1: do you think the Lakers would have still beat uh beat LeBron in Cleveland?
3: Oh yeah, most definitely. Who's gonna stop andrew Byron, Pau Gasol in the post? Who, who was on that Cleveland team that year? They went, they lost to Orlando. I think they had Ben Wallace that year, Junior Sogowskis, they had, you know.
1: Very job would,
3: would have averaged at least 20, 24 of ten at least. Mo Williams. Yeah, but if he has the thing too, like the whole Kobe LeBron thing. I would really wanted to see that. And if the Lakers would have won and beat LeBron and Kobe beat LeBron in the finals. I feel like it would be, you know, it'd be one up, you know, one up Kobe, zero for LeBron in the series, you know? Yeah, yeah. But it is, it is what it is, and sucks we didn't get a chance to see him, man. I agree with him. Like, 2013 was a good year, too. Like, Dwight and we had Steve Nash, but nobody's, no, nobody was staying healthy. Mm-hmm. But hey, Nash got injured the second game, and then once I saw that happen, I'm like, okay, is it one of those years? And then Dwight story comes out. Okay. Then Mike Brown gets fired, Mike Dantoni. That's yeah, that I understand I understood why Dwight left the first time. I understood it. You know, he wanted his own team. Him and Cody and CI to die. And then when he came back, he's good playing great for us so far, man. <laughs> And, and I was
1: really super excited when we got Dwight Howard, but we did not get the Orlando Magic Dwight Howard. He yeah, had I mean, shoulder, he had shoulder injuries, like stuff was going on with him. He had an ego problem, and I was like, man, this is not the same guy.
3: Yeah, the, the, I remember what play when Dwight tore, uh, messed up his back. It was against Philly when he dumped on the uh, Drew Holiday off of a lob. That's when he, that's when he said he hurt his back. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That that was true. Yeah, I remember and, that. And he felt rushed, you know to come back. And he said, if I could do it over again, I probably wouldn't come back, you know, for the season yeah. of it. But, but that's the thing though. What if you would have sat out? I wonder if he still would have been dipping out. That's the thing, you know?
1: Well, it had already gotten toxic because if you are, if you're a Laker big man, like that means something. Like if you're yeah. a Los Angeles Laker and you're a big man, because you got some tough shoes to feel, you got Will cream, you know, you following those guys. And so, the pressure got to him and then you got kobe the greatest two guard of all time and his work ethic is crazy and if you're not working and you're not putting in the work he's going to exploit you The mm-hmm. same thing we saw in the uh last dance like like he was he's cut from that claw mm. and dwight howard came in there you know joking around you know he's the biggest joker yeah um, and he he you know he just didn't seem like he was like locked in Like, Mm -hmm. when you come to L.A. and you play with Kobe Bryant, like, you instantly think championship. Okay, championship team. And for him to come in there, playing around, you know, trying to get in the Hollywood spotlight, Kobe exploded it.
3: Yeah, because I remember when we are getting blown out, they showed a thing on Twitter. It was Dwight laughing, and then, like, at the end of the bench, it's just Kobe at the end of the bench just... We were losing about like 25, and Dwight was laughing. this showed a picture of Kobe with that face. And like, Kobe, don't play around. You don't play around. He has high expectations. If you don't follow them, if you're not that, if you're like, you don't have to be friends with Kobe outside of basketball, you could just be just a teammate. That's it. Come to work every day, prepare. If you're not that, you got to bounce, you know? And But Dwight understands that mentality. Now, he went through all those trades he went through after the Lakers, Houston, I think, Charlotte, Brooklyn, Memphis, Washington. He understands now. He, you know, he has the mindset. He'll laugh and joke around, but not as much anymore that I see from him. I think rock bottom for
1: him is that when he went back to Atlanta, his hometown. Yeah. And they just cut him.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. They, just cut was him.
1: The they, 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 you know, he lost the locker room. Guys didn't respect him. They cut him. And then that's when he went to Charlotte
3: mm-hmm. and then
1: he couldn't make it with Michael Jordan.
3: Michael Jordan probably yelled at him. To be honest, Michael oh, Jordan play. Sure. Yeah, Michael Jordan was yelling at Malik Monk too, like the player, the rookie player that they had. He was yelling at him on the bench. There's a video of him like smacking him
1: the head. Yeah,
3: but yeah, uh, Alex Caruso, man, he's a big X factor.
1: Alex Caruso, we talked about that um, in our Instagram group. Um, yeah, he's he was um, Coach Volga calling his secret weapon. What yeah. do you think about that?
3: I agree because sometimes it'd be Rondo. Rondo sometimes he messes up the offense. And like oh, Frank Vogel, really, yeah. Frank Frank Vogel put put a crucial. He's gonna turn this up for us. He gonna bring the energy, boom. And then there was a play that I like that showed our team chemistry. It was against Detroit. We're on a fast break. Caruso steals it, jumps, dunks it with two hands. You see Dwight jumping behind him and LeBron doing the same thing. You know I like that chemistry from them. You know Crucial and LeBron have like a plus minus that's really good, along players in the NBA. So he's talented. Lakers re sign him, you know, not to a big contract, but to a good amount. We can stay because he—he's a big X factor for us. Defense-wise, he shoot the three, you know, dunk. He brings energy. Ain't scared to guard anybody.
1: I'm gonna ask you this question, and yeah. I want you to give me your honest feedback. Yeah, Rajon Rondo. Mm-hmm. I, I like him. Uh huh. I know what he brings to the table, but he is not the same Rajon Rondo. Has he's been like this twenty assist guy, you know, getting the offense ball? Uh, what do you think about him versus
3: Caruso? I'll go for Caruso. You know, Rondo's not playing at the highest level right now. I I know there's times where he assists, shoot threes, but when he's off, when he's in the lineup, offense stagnant. The ball just dribbles. He look, and then pull it from three. It's like move the ball around. You know, and, and he's not screen, a shooter. Not, but sometimes he'll pull from three, you know. But anybody can yeah,
1: today's yeah. NBA. I mean, it's the NBA. I mean, any, you got big men out there shooting threes. So, last topic, and I'm um ended on this. LeBron struggles at the free throw line. Yeah does this yeah. does this translate into the playoffs? Does this get addressed? Um, since since we, they've been out, do you think this get, this will get addressed? Um, moving forward. Or do you think this is just his DNA? Because he's always historically uh, been horrible at the free throw line.
3: Wasn't Shaq bad at free throws? Right? Yes. What does Shaq always say when it comes to big time moments, free throws? Make him when it counts.
1: And you think that um, LeBron has that DNA to make him when it counts?
3: Yes, I think so. I know I, what, to be honest, he does. You gotta have confidence. You gotta have confidence, and gotta have confidence in LeBron. He'll make free throws. He gonna get us to the finals. He gonna make big time free throws, like Shaq said, making one counts. Because people were saying the same thing. Because Shaq makes free throws when it counts. Shoot two free throws, and they would always ask him, "Just make it one I counts." You know, make it when it counts. You know,
1: LeBron has been constantly challenged about his, um, you know, taking over basketball games, um, not having the, the the dog in him like you know other greats have had. Yeah. Deferring. Uh we go back to the Cleveland series against Golden State. Um that last little play that first game when he uh uh passed the ball instead of taking that last shot and then J.R. Smith messed up and then they had to uh trust um the guy at the free throw line. I can't remember his name. Um George Hill. George Hill and he missed the, the free throw. Um so how do you think feel about that? Is that fair assessment of LeBron? Mm-hmm.
3: No, LeBron just um, a team first player. And a lot of people say he doesn't have that dog in him, like toughness. But there's times against Stephen Curry, against Detroit a couple of years ago in the playoffs where he took over games. You know, he took over games. He scored the basketball he needed to. It's just when he misses, they like to throw that narrative. You know, I, I used to do that, but I don't do that no more because I have to embrace LeBron as, as a Laker. You know, I don't want to hate all my, my Lakers. You know, I don't hate. if you're a Laker, if it says Lakers, you're part of the, the family. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day, um, if LeBron brings us the ring, I'm gonna be like, thank you, salute to you, and you know, thank you for everything you did. Like, just be excited, you know. And it's okay. crazy when LeBron first came to the Lakers. I won a Lakers jersey from a ESPN give, ESPN um 710 giveaway on Instagram. Like as soon as he got to the Lakers, a sign of during the season, I won a Le- Lebron jersey it's in my closet. I might have to bring it out during the playoffs and hang it up right here
1: definitely man like i gotta see you in that thing man. we gotta win this championship and i want to yeah. see
3: that lebron jersey yeah well it's, uh, it's not my size i won it it was only a 2x okay okay yeah.
1: so uh last thing lebron uh had more rest he's going to be a hundred percent ready for the season we could see a lebron like we never seen before <laughs> that's coming from like an erod so yeah. what do you think about that
3: i think yeah, like erod's that's a good question love it I agree because he, there's time when he was on mine. Remember that game against Boston where he had his head down, had that look? I feel like LeBron's tired of the narrative of uh, Jordan this, Jordan that, Jordan, 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 Jordan. He's tired of that thing. Even though he watches that, if he hears it, you know, he probably, I bet you he scrolls on Twitter and looks at it and just, you know, I feel like LeBron's going to do something in the 17th season, you know? I feel like him and AD won't bring us a ring, man.
1: Absolutely. Big baby, I want to uh, thank you for jumping on this, man. I really want to get you back on the show. Um, yeah. I've seen like a, all your um, updates, and I said, man, I gotta get Big Baby on the show yeah. tonight and let's talk about this. Yeah. So um, I know it's gonna be more uh, conversation to come. Um, once anything else comes back out, we gotta get back on your show. Uh, get back, Daniel Test. Get the band together and let's yeah. like let's get into this thing, man. Uh, thank,
3: yeah, man. Thanks for having me on. But yeah, I'm actually about to go live tonight, 7:30 p.m you want to hop on it oh definitely yeah yeah send me an invite i we'll got you it. bro and thanks for having me on. and we, we gotta yeah. head to group chat with daniel Ortiz, and we'll talk about it. Off. we gotta keep it surprised you know so but anyway yeah. thanks for having me on and you know thanks erod for tuning in thanks for everybody in the chat man but i'll definitely have a uh, Corey on my show probably tonight man
1: uh and also uh tell everybody about uh your show um and how to get in contact with you
3: just subscribe to my uh youtube channel big baby jonathan Follow me on Instagram, BigBabyJonathan_. Follow me on Twitter, BigBabyJonathan_. Like my Facebook page, BigBabyJonathan Sports Podcast Show, and you can find me on there.
1: All right, there it is. Thank you, Big Baby, all right, and we're all right. out. All right.
0: If you love the Out of Bounds Sports Podcast, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give a review on iTunes. Until next time.